0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Yeah, Paul would say that another round of snow is just starting here in downtown Minneapolis. And then he's
1: leaving, you know to He that? would
2: say that. Mm-hmm. Final hour of the Lake Show. Now, you're on News Talk 830 WCCO, which means it's our first opportunity in the new year to chat with our guy, Michael Rand Randball from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, he joined us courtesy of the John Schuster Call Banker Hotline. I know he's probably recovering from all of the festivities on New Year's Eve, but uh, Ramball, happy to have you back, man.
3: Good to be back. How you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, any Anything special that you did over the course of the uh, the holiday season? I, I don't think I've talked to you since uh, before mm. Christmas, but uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve, or is it just kind of uh, laying low with the kids and, and the family?
3: yeah most of it was kid related like we did a we did like a night in a hotel with a splash pad in Mall of America, just kind of a bunch of bunch of fun stuff. We didn't really travel much, so we tried to try to make some experiences around here and I think we think we did pretty good just had cool. a lot of fun.
2: that's awesome, man. Well, look, I, I wanted to have you on tonight to talk about the uh, the Vikings and uh, the Timberwolves. and we will get to both of those squads. But I do want to get your just your reaction the biggest story in sports and it was the biggest story last night about yeah. DeMar Hamlin and just your reaction to it all. I mean, via like how you reacted to everything happening uh, live in the moment with the the National Football League and Monday Night Football to maybe like the reactions around the country. Because, you know, it was me and Patrick Royce and Jace Frederick and all of those individuals at the Wolves game. And me, oh, and, yeah. Jace, me and Jace, we always share a television and a monitor and we always kind of watch other things going on as well as the Wolves game. And in real yeah. time, man, like we're having, we're talking through this and then everybody's getting together at halftime of the Wolves game in the media room and just everybody's just like shocked and stunned. And so what, what was, I guess, what was your reaction as the way things kind of played out last night?
3: Um, you know, I think you know, there's a couple things. One was just like the shock of everything that's going on, right? Just like watching everything happen and it's like, what well, what is going on? Like how, you know, you've seen, you know, you've seen players get, you know, you've seen injuries before, but you got a pretty good sense right away that this was a lot different than that. And so then it was just like, well, what's you know, how serious is this? You just were you just worried about the person more than you you know you think about anything else. And but you still try to process it, right? It's like it's like nothing you've ever seen. So it's just you know, it's just a, I don't know. And then then kind of the aftermath, the reaction. I found myself gravitating towards. Like people who I could imagine being in that situation, right? Like, I didn't want to hear from—I I never want to hear from Skip Bayless, but you know, he was—he was making himself a, making a fool of himself on Twitter. But I, you know, I—I I wanted to hear from players. I wanted to hear from people who understood what that was like. And I'm—you know—that's not me. Like i, I can empathize, but I, I don't know what it's like to think about what that would have been like. So I find myself—I found myself gravitating towards, like. People who had played the game, people who were who people who were going to understand the gravity and the humanity of the situation.
2: Yeah, it, it was just a scary situation for for for, for anybody to watch, right? Like, yeah. like I, th- yeah. I think in that moment, it was th- the majority of everybody out there in the world that was acknowledging and saw and seeing what was happening in real time was generally interested and invested in this young man living through this and he's still yeah. not, out, he's still yeah. not, he's not out of the woods yet, but, but it, no. it, you know, but it, it's one of those things where I think that people are generally, they're invested in the best out, outcome possible.
3: Yeah. I think so. I mean, you see people like, if they want to, you know, they go into helper mode, you see people like making donations to his, you know, toy drive from a couple of years ago. That's like over millions of dollars. Now they just want to do something. Like you feel helpless when you're watching someone Laying on the ground, or you know, just when something like that is so shocking has happened, you want to do feel like you have some measure of control or can do something about something.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, speaking of doing something, what the heck are the Minnesota Vikings going to do? That was that was a (laughs) that was a gut punch on on Sunday. Like, I don't think that anybody would have said, "Yeah, we're we're surprised that the Packers beat the Vikings at Lambeau." No, because I predicted that the Packers would slip by the Vikings on Sunday. I didn't anticipate that. I didn't anticipate it looking that bad. I didn't anticipate no. that the uh that the defense would well the defense has been playing poorly. I didn't anticipate that the offense would struggle to the degree that it did. But that was a bloodbath on Sunday. Your thoughts on just where the Vikings are at as they're winding down the season.
3: Well, the biggest problem for me right now is I mean, basically the I just wonder if the season, you know, not ended, but if the season turned completely on that one play, right? You had it was still just 7-3. to three. The Vikings were moving the ball. They had, you know, a fourth down play. Cousins throws it into traffic, gets returned for a pick six. And on that play, Brian O'Neill gets hurt. And now we find out he's out, basically out for the season. He's on injured reserve unless they make it to the Super Bowl without Brian O'Neill, which is very unlikely to me because you need all the help you can get on the offensive line. All of a sudden, that game gets out of control. And you're wondering, how are they going to be able to block anybody of merit Anywhere down the stretch here because, I mean, you know, Ole Udo, he, he'll, he'll try hard and he's, you know, he's a big body, but he's not Brian O'Neill. And the offensive line was already having some problems you know, down to their third string center right now. You don't know when Bradbury's coming back. I don't feel like <clears throat> um, Darisaw has been the same player since his two concussions. Um, you know, Ingram's been tough. They had been having, you know, his own rookie problems all year. So I feel like the biggest thing for me now isn't so much that, like, I think. They, they, They've, had, they've given up 33 point leads in three of the last seven games. Um, that's a problem. But the biggest problem to me is what shape is this offensive line in going forward? Because that's that's been such a problem for them at various points in the last several years. And you thought maybe they had some things figured out now, and now they're just now they're just decimated.
2: Yeah, I just I, I'm concerned about this offensive line. I, I'm really concerned about the defense. The defense—it seems like from one week to the next—is leaking and leaking and leaking. And let's be honest—I think the majority of the time over the course of the season, the defense and what they've been doing—it's been—it's been camouflaged by the fact that Justin Jefferson has had an amazing MVPs yep. season. Kirk Cousins has been able to pull this team out of some 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 tough spots, and and Dalvin mm-hmm. Cooks been mm-hmm. been solid when you need him to be. But I think that the offense has very much bailed out the defense in a lot of spots.
3: Yeah, and Jefferson's bailed out the offense, you know, kind of in general. Like, how, how good he is. Like, if you – I wrote about this, like, several weeks ago, even when things were going better. Like, what is – like, what's the identity of this team? What do they do well? And, like, statistically, I mean, they're good in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't know if that's, like, something that's just a byproduct of, of something. If it's a fluke, what it is. They're good at turnover differential, things like that. They don't commit a lot of penalties. Like that, they are disciplined, I get that. But like are their their only real like tangible identity is that Justin Jefferson is amazing. Like nothing else about this team really is, you know, really is a standout. It really is like this, you know, this this great thing you have going for you. So when he gets shut down like he did against the Packers, you're going nowhere.
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you. That that's a great point because he has been that good. All right, uh speaking of another team um here in the market that hasn't been good the Minnesota Timberwolves they did win last mm. night over uh, the um over a good team a really good team in the Denver Nuggets 124 to 111 Denver just seemed off the entire night I'm not trying to take away from what the Wolves were able to do in last night's game but I think that last night th- there mm. was there was one thing that was a great sign and I think that we all should be in love with, is the fact that, look, we know that Anthony Edwards is a superstar, an emerging superstar. We know how mm-hmm. good he is. We know how talented he is. But last mm-hmm. night, he had that moment where he said, I'm putting the team on my back. I'm yeah. not walking out of here a loser. And, look, we, we can sit here, and I know at times we, we we will watch, you know, in Target Center, and I'll look at, you know, whoever is in the building, whether it's you or it's uh, John Krasinski or whoever, and we'll be like, man, that's a fourth shot from from Ant, or that's a bad shot, or you know what I'm saying? He's got to attack the basket. But forget all of that, like, me trying to put him under the microscope that way. I just love the fact that he said, man, winner, man win or lose, I'm doing something different here because what we've been doing for the last six games that have been losses, we're not yeah. doing that tonight. I, I love that mentality of... I'm a dog. I'm ride or die. And if the ship is going down, I'm absolutely going to be the person that's going to at least try to put the team on my back.
3: Yeah. And if, you know, if any of this gets us closer to the point where not only is this his team, which I think it has been for a little while now, but where he is point ant, where he is handling the ball a lot of the time and they don't even need, you know, maybe they need a true point guard, but they don't need, you know, someone else. Like D'Angelo Russell to kind of facilitate. If he's got the ball in his hand and he can attack and he can score, he can distribute, he can be the player you want him to be—kind of that Dwayne Wade type of player, Donovan Mitchell type of player. That's only going to accelerate the growth of this team. So I think that's exciting. I think, I think they found some things about energy last night. It was interesting that D'Lo was a uh, a late uh, late scratch with an illness. I found that to be. Um, I've got conspiracy theories about that. That that was a uh, oh no no it's and, it's uh,
2: more than just conspiracy theory. Like I, I've been kind of diving into that a little bit. No, you're onto something there.
3: Yeah, it, was, it seemed like a, a nice convenient little uh, veteran uh, veteran night. It was a, it was a it was a veteran benching without a benching to me. But um, you know it was it was it was just an interesting night to watch. Who got the minutes? Who played hard? And I thought Finch had a good quote after the game about how you know. Jaden McDaniels had a great game, but he doesn't have great games unless the ball moves, and that the ball moved in that game. And So if you want to watch going forward when this team is playing well, Jaden McDaniels is involved because he doesn't get involved unless the ball is moving.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Now, you know, as we look at how this team is going to scratch and claw out of it, I mm-hmm. do think that the D-Low thing, since you brought it up, I think that that is interesting because I think that that is the thing that this team lacks like we we can sit here and we can talk about point I think this team needs a true point guard. They don't need a combo guard. They don't need mm-hmm. they don't need the guy. Look, to me a combo guard is a guy that's going to shoot more than he distributes. Right. Uh, I'm not right. like like point guards are guys that can do both. Like they can score the basketball when they need to, but that's not where their head is, the mindset. We need a true point guard. Now, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know if mm-hmm. they're going to try to take money that That would typically go to D'Angelo Russell, and with him being a free agent, you know, shift that somewhere else. But we need that person because, to me, that person is the type of individual that will elevate this franchise uh, for years to come.
3: Well, you even see it when Jordan McLaughlin is healthy; when he runs the offense, it it runs pretty smooth. Like I hate to say it because I, you know, I didn't think it was all that big of a deal at the time. But man, Tyus Jones would look good on this team. You know, someone that just is so solid and runs the offense with a team of team of stars around him, he would fit in so well with what they're doing right now. But I, I get your point. Like someone who is actual point guard, who knows how to not only command the offense, but knows how to command some respect. I think they've, they've been lacking some leadership this year has been part of the problem. And maybe some of that's starting to emerge right now.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Well, uh, Ram Ball, I appreciate the time tonight, man. Be well, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right, thanks, H. Lake. Take care. All right, take care. That's Michael Rand Ramball. Give him a follow on Twitter, but uh, most importantly, check out the podcast and find work for the Minneapolis Star Tribune um, on uh, their website. All right, joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, though, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to Word on the Street. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, it's time for Word on the Street here on The Lake Show. Let's do it, Christopher Tubbs.
1: All right, let's get into it, H. Lake. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio living his best life. When is he not? I know. Hey, you know. It's good to be him. Uh, I know. Well, apparently, when you're one of the most eligible bachelors in Hollywood, spending time on a luxury yacht surrounded by tons of hot women in bikinis. Now, he was shirtless, spotted in St. Bart's Monday while getting some serious vitamin D and chatting it up with multiple models on board before taking a dip and then laying in the sun. Now, it's unclear who all of Leo's female friends are, but one of them happens to be Madison Hedrick, Leonardo's pal, uh, Joe Navad's fiance. Now, of course, he recently ended his relationship with Camelia Mon uh, Marone. After several years together, he's been linked to several others since the split, including Gigi Hadid, and more recently has been spending time with 23-year-old actress Victoria Lamas. Clearly, he's not ready to settle down anytime soon.
2: Yeah, you know, I, hey man, more power to you, man. I got, I got no, no issues with Leo. Um, yeah, I got no. I mean, he's living, he's living his, he's living his best life, yeah. right? I mean, I, I got no. This is what happens, man. It's and look, this is the deal, and mm-hmm. I've said this for the longest time. If there's an actress that's 48 and she wants to mess around with 25, 26. More power to her. Absolutely. But the way that society treats women versus men in this regard is drastically different. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a double standard.
1: Yeah, good for him. Yeah. You got one life. What is it, YOLO? Is that what the kids say? YOLO. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, I, I couldn't YOLO. do it. But, yeah, And again, I, you know, I'm, I'm content where I'm at. I love my wife. I love my life. Hey, Dana White and his wife got physical with each other on New Year's Eve. Stunning onlookers. At a crowded Cabo San Lucas nightclub in- incident, that Dana says shockingly fueled by booze. Now the UFC honcho and Ann White, who've been they've been married for 26 years, were celebrating Saturday night, but things took a turn shortly after they all welcomed in 2023 20, midnight. The couple in their group were in the VIP area above the dance floor, and when Dana leaned over to say something to Ann, she reacted by slapping him across the face. Dana immediately slapped her back in the face before friends jumped in and pulled him apart. And all played out in plain view of patrons below. Now, eyewitnesses say that Dana and Ann both seemed heavily intoxicated prior to the violence. And the video seemed to bear that out because things went from zero to 100 in an instant, seemingly for no reason. And further, the conflict was all over in less than a minute. Says he's embarrassed by the horrible incident that he and Ann have apologized to each other. They're now good, but their biggest concern now is for their three kids with whom they've already discussed the fight.
2: All right, so let's just be fair here. Dana White should be sat down from the UFC for a little bit of time. He should be suspended for a little bit of time, right? Like, I I get he's not an athlete. He's not somebody that's in the octagon. But there has to be some sort of punishment. Like, if if this is Roger Goodell, there would be a punishment in the NFL. If it's Adam Silver in the NBA... Like, something should happen with Dana White. This is unacceptable. It's domestic violence versus wife.
1: Well, he does have that new...
2: And I, and I get it. It's a fight. Like, she yeah. hit him too, but so? Yeah.
1: Well, he does have that new uh, ultimate slapper show coming out on USA, so maybe they were trying to do something for that. No. No? Got no. You. I tried. I tried. By the way, like, power slapping? It's like one Yeah, of I'm the, good. I'm out on that. I mean, have you seen this?
2: Yeah, I've seen, oh, I saw it like a year or two ago. It's
1: so stupid. Yeah. I'm I mean, good. it's ridiculous. Speaking of stupid, but something that I loved, the Tiger King. It's what got us through the first part of the pandemic. Well, apparently, it Joe. really did. I mean, Joe. He had no
2: sports. Everybody was on Joe Exotic.
1: Hey, man. Joe Exotic. Well, Your guy. Hey, I'm a Joe Exotic guy. Not that uh, Carol Baskin, the, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say the word because we're not quite in those hours yet. But apparently Joe Exotic is officially single and ready to mingle in the eyes of the law because his divorce is... Wait, is he out? No. He's still locked up. No, he's still locked up. Well, no, but he's just, he's divorced and behind bars. You know, I mean, you can't be married and behind bars. He's divorced and behind bars now.
2: No, you could be married and behind bars.
1: Well, you could, but not if you're Joe Exotic. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. He had his disillusion of marriage from now ex-husband Dylan Passage finalized earlier today in Santa Rosa County, Florida, with a judge signing off on each dude going off into the world as unattached and unhitched according to court documents it's been a long time coming because joe and dylan they've been separated for years but their divorce wasn't finalized until march and there's been a few hiccups along the way not to mention some new romances for both now joe's been on and off with at least a couple of other guys behind bars it was even set to marry one of his fellow inmates what yeah before things fell apart and ju- what see i told you there was more to oh, the story. Wow. Oh, dicey i know but wait there's more wait there's more now that the divorce with dylan is done we imagine joe might pull the trigger in the future he seems to get smitten pretty easily and who doesn't love him some exotic in their life anywho the only thing that's noteworthy is that joe's getting his old name back he was previously known as joseph Allen maldonado passage but the passage is gone he's now back to his three-name moniker once more he'll always be known one thing, and that depends who you ask. And uh, apparently they have no children. Everything was hashed out and agreed upon in a settlement.
0: Wow. Right,
1: mm-hmm. Joe Exotica. I know. Tiger You're, King. Yeah.
2: I did not. Rawr. That that was something I didn't know about.
1: Tiger King. Rawr. Anyway. Yeah. That's rawr. Hey, and uh, I, I don't know. We'll uh, kind of get into this, too. But apparently... Sounds like TLC's Chili will have a new partner when she goes chasing waterfalls because she's officially dating Boy Meets World star Matthew Lawrence. Fine. Eh?
2: Love that part. Of I'm it. not hip on him. I'm oh, hip on not- her, clearly.
1: Oh, man. You're not hip on Boy Meets World? No. I think I was more impressed for uh, Matthew Lawrence. You know, but good for him because I feel like he's outkicked his coverage. But a rep for both said that uh, she and Matthew are in an exclusive relationship. Moving past the friend phase just before Thanksgiving. They spent Thanksgiving and Christmas together where he met her family. Couple went an Instagram official a couple of days ago. Dancing to take on me while wearing pajama pants, which is a total relationship goal. You know what? Good for them. Good for them. Apparently, she, uh, she ain't got no scrubs.
2: Hey, man. Chili. I'm a fan. You know, I- I'm ATL, yeah. man. Morehouse, like, hey, what's up? I know them days. I'm with you, girl. So, and remember she dated uh, Usher back in the day, and that didn't really work out. Yeah,
1: so. you went from uh, Usher to uh, Matthew Lawrence. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay.
2: That's All not, right. It's not great. <laughs> that's going to wrap up uh, Word on the Street. Coming up next, we go around the NFL on the lake. Yeah, I am a smooth operator. I can't lie. I already know. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk, 830-WCCO.
1: But is your body your business card?
2: It's not my business card. Okay. It sure isn't. <laughs> I'm not Allie Homan. She's a rock star. I'll get there one day, though. I'll get there. But what I'm going to get to right now is around the NFL. Oh. Dun, dun, All
1: right, so let's just dun, let's get right into it because... We got some problems. We got to have, uh, I hate it when you talk to your favorite NFL team. It's like, we need to talk. What do the Vikings need to do? To, it's,
2: <laughs> we got problems, You,
1: huh? you, you, you never want to have that, hey, we need to talk. But can we talk for a minute? Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell, baby. Yep. What do the Vikings need to do to install confidence in their fans? I feel like the fan base is. I don't think it's possible. Okay.
2: I don't think it's possible. So, So I'm not even viewing it that way. I don't think at this particular point it's possible to instill confidence in Vikings fans. I think that Vikings fans, once we get into our heads and we're like, you know what, this is not salvageable. This mm-hmm. is we're, we're going to lose. Like it's it's just a matter of time. We are going to screw this thing up. Our defense sucks. We're not like that's is how we think mentally. We've already given up. I think I think that we have. Unfortunately, now I'm not sitting here think I'm not somebody that believes that the Vikings can't win in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I am not somebody that's sitting here thinking that you just just throwing the towel right now. No. I think the Vikings can beat anybody on any given Sunday, Saturday, whenever they play a game. But at the end of the day, I think the majority of fans are on the verge of checking out because the losses have been pretty decisive. They've been
1: bad. like The games that you've... And you've lost to potentially all playoff teams. Yes. And, and I think that's that's the concern. And, and that's the concern, Yeah, yep. and, and I mean, Vikings fans, I mean, we hear the word fraud. I mean, everybody's saying the Vikings are frauds now. And it's like, I think fans are starting to feel like, okay, well, I guess it was fun, but it's it's over. Okay, so the right now the Vikings are sitting in the number three seed, okay. which is still weird to think that we're the first of the year, and the Vikings are in the playoffs, and we're talking about seeding. They were the two seed for the longest time. They can still get the two, but they need to beat the Bears, and the Cardinals need to beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that that flips and the Vikings go back up to the two seed?
2: The Niners have who again? Arizona. It's not likely. Mm. Let's, just, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. It's not likely. I don't think it's happening. You don't think it's happening. So I'm resigned to the fact to, to, to think that we're more than likely going to be facing. Is it the um, the Giants?
1: Right now, it, it could be the Giants, but things are still. I think the Giants right now. I think are locked into the sixth seed. Okay. So I think it's just a matter of where the Vikings end up. Uh, where we fall? Yeah. Okay. So let me let me ask you about this. You got four potential opponents: the Giants, the Seahawks, the Packers, or the Lions. Rank those four teams the best matchup to the worst. Who? The Giants, mm-hmm. Seahawks, Packers, and Lions. Because the best the, matchup for us. Yeah, the best matchup. The
2: the I don't I can't say the I don't I don't know about the Seahawks. I would say right now I would have to lean towards the Giants. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Is that there anybody that stands out amongst that group to you?
1: I think the the, the Giants. I think we saw what they could do offensively against the you know soft cookie dough defense of the Vikings, but I think that the pass rush again without having your top two centers and having your all pro right tackle and a compromised left tackle, I'm a little concerned about that because the Giants blitz more than any of the other teams, and to me that that to me could be the the biggest concern. Okay, so Sunday night. You've got the Green Bay Packers, who apparently are, you know, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So we'll just, you know, congratulations, Green Bay. On... My,
2: I mean, the love fest Tony Romo had. Oh, I was ready. Dude, I, you probably saw some of my tweets. I was ready to punch him out. <laughs> like, my, are you serious, Tony?
1: Well, do, do you notice that there was one point in that game, where Tony Romo's like, man, home field, it's so important. It's so important. I think only the, you know, if you get home field. And the he one probably two, switched
2: the, it up when Green Bay. Like
1: two minutes later, he's like, man, Green Bay, what a great story it'd be if, you know, they won the sixth seed, they got it. Uh, uh, no. So, anyway. Oh, remember when they made their Super Bowl run, they didn't have. Tony. Oh, they were the sixth seed. They were on the I know, the but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Tony Romo, like, dude. Aaron Rodgers is so courageous. Man. But he won't get the shot. Anyway. Who wins Sunday night? Because this is a Sunday night game. Green Bay or the Lions?
2: Oh, I you definitely have to the favorite team is the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. and they should be.
1: That's America's
2: I'm, team. I'm gonna be rooting. Yeah. I'm gonna be rooting for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, me too. Gotta be rooting for the Lions, yep. baby. Let's go, Lions. I think we're if, all Lions fans, uh, right? No, I,
1: I I think if I think I saw if the Seahawks win, I think the Lions are out that's I think that so that game might not even matter for Detroit at that point I, I'd have to check the let me see if I've got that because it's uh, um so they can't
2: play themselves in if they can't play themselves in against Green
1: Bay okay if if the Seahawks beat the Rams, that will eliminate the Lions from playoff contention.
2: I still think that the I still think the Lions are a team, an organization, and a bunch of dudes that they're gonna go out there and they wanna just bust up the 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 Packers because of the Packers anyway.
1: Yeah. I, I mean who doesn't want to punch the Packers in the face? I mean, I do, but my team apparently doesn't want to. So we've got Tennessee and Jacksonville Saturday night for the AFC South. Mm-hmm. They're starting Joshua Dobbs again. They yep. meaning the Tennessee Titans
2: because people said he p- played well. Actually, yeah,
1: I mean he pl- he played okay. Okay, and again, I'm surprised. I can kind of understand not putting Malik Willis in the spot, but at the same time, he's your third round draft pick. You want to see what you got, but the offense is going to go through Derrick Henry. Serious question: Over under forty carries for Derrick Henry on Saturday night? Because I want under okay. Under. By much? Forty? Forty. Yeah, under. Okay. I
2: look, he's gonna get plenty of work. Yeah. But I gotta go under here. Okay. I have to. I just don't see that's forty that's, touches. No, you say carries. No, that's I, what you said.
1: No, I, I said forty carries. But does he get forty touches? Maybe mm. thirty-five carries and five catches?
2: I don't know, man. <laughs> I, that that's a that's a workload. Man, man,
1: who are you who are you trusting? You trusting Robert Woods or you know? <laughs> I mean, you, Traylon Burks?
2: No, you're not. You're not You're not trusting those guys, but I'm just saying that 40 is a, a big number.
1: I mean, Jacksonville's going to put 11 guys in. The, like, they're going to play goal line defense the entire game. I mean, that's like having you or me back there playing quarterback. Oh, my God. They are going to test Joshua Dobbs like they test us.
2: Jay Dobbs about to get it done. Oh, man.
1: Get it done, bro. I mean, I just like, that's it's crazy. Anyway, there we go.
2: I going to wrap up around the NFL. Hey man we're gonna play it. we're gonna run an audible here. We're gonna come back. we're gonna wrap up the show. We're gonna do a scoreboard. I know it's not typically when we do a scoreboard, but Golden Gopher for basketball is in play. How are they doing? How is things playing out? We're gonna do a scoreboard and then we're done on the lake show. All right, final couple of minutes of the lake show. I know we got the Miles Davis going right now. And we'll finish it out with Miles Davis, clearly. But we're going to do a scoreboard before we're done here. We'll fade back into Miles.
1: Don't worry, guys. Of course we will. You just got to trust the process, right? <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Well, if you're a Gopher fan, you're wanting to trust the process right now. The team's 6-6 six and six in Madison, taking on the 14th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers. And at the half... Badgers leading the Gophers 32-26. to 26. Hey,
2: this is good. Like, give us a good, give us, give Gopher fans a little sum tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, have me invested. We're done here in the next couple of minutes. I, I, I hope that we're in this thing down to the final couple of minutes of the game.
1: You just want to see him be competitive at this point, right? I mean, the, the baby step, oh, damn, there's a an ambulance just went by. Sorry, got distracted by the flashing lights. It was mm-hmm. just like, bye. Yeah, you just you want to see them take the steps in the right direction. Be competitive. I mean, that's kind of what we're hoping for. We do have other uh, men's basketball going on uh, right now. H. Lake Tennessee, the eighth-ranked uh, Volunteers, no problem with Mississippi State. Your KU Jayhawks, third-ranked team in the nation, Rock Chuck, baby. They are up on Texas Tech, thirty-seven, thirty-four at the half. Uh, Thirty uh, sixth-ranked Texas. They're getting blown out by K-State and the Wildcats, 49-33. Hey,
2: K-State stepped their game up. Yeah,
1: they have. Michael Beasley is alma mater right there. No, I guess he didn't graduate, did he? So I guess that wouldn't really be an alma mater. I right.
2: mean, no, you could say that. He went he there, went. I guess. How do we know he's not taking classes online right now? Maybe he, he might be. Maybe he is going K-State I'm going dis- to disrespect the man. No, I don't not- want him charging in here getting mad. No,
1: no, 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 no. I, I, I like K-State. You know, Manhattan, the Little Apple. I've been there several times. K
2: State's putting a beat down on Texas. Texas at Texas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They are in Austin. Bama right now up on Mississippi, 35 to 20. Bama, 7th rank Crimson Tide, more than just a football school. 11th rank, Virginia up on Pitt, 27 17. 21st rank, New Mexico at Fresno State a little bit later on. Let's get to uh, some of the NBA here. Lake, only three games tonight you got nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Bucks up on the Wizards, 99-95. Giannis, 38 points, nine boards, seven assists. Looks like he will get a, another triple-double. Thunder pouring it on the Celtics and OKC. Joshua Giddy, 25 points. The Thunder, no Thunder buddies for the Celtics. 122-91 heading into the fourth. That one kind of shocks me.
2: Then, Absolutely.
1: Then the Kings... Up on the Jeff Kings ha- quietly having a very good season.
2: The Kings are what people thought the Wolves would be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the the, the Sabonis deal, I think that's a deal, uh, you know, Sabonis, uh, what, Buddy Healed. I, I feel like that that Indiana-Sacramento trade, I feel like it worked out for both teams. But right now, the Kings up on the Jazz, 44-39, five and a half minutes left to go in the first half. A uh, ton of NHL to talk about, we'll buzz through it. Carolina beat the Coyotes 5-3, Rangers over the Hurricanes by the same score. Senators shut out the Blue Jackets. Blues won better than the Maple Leafs in a shootout, 6-5. Sabres 5-4 over the Capitals. Uh, you've got the Predators over the Canadiens, 5-2. Second intermission, Flames and Jets tied at one. Second intermission, uh, six minutes up to go in the second period. Lightning and Blackhawks tied at one. Oilers up on the Kraken, one to nothing. Stars and Kings and Islanders and Canucks a little bit later on.
2: And the Wild are back in action tomorrow night, I believe. I'm pretty certain they are. Let me look it up here real quick. They are back in action. Yes, nationally televised game, TNT, they're facing the Lightning.
1: Okay, at the X. So, I mean, Tampa Bay's been a really good team over the last, I think really since their inception. Who would have thought that Tampa would have been a, A hockey town.
2: And they're on a back-to-back because Tampa's playing tonight, like you mentioned. Yes. Against the Blackhawks.
1: So uh, let's, uh, maybe that can go to a shootout. Come on, Chicago. Come on, Chicago. Give us some, give us lightning in a bottle. Or lightning that's just really, really tired. I'm trying to do my part for the team.
2: I hear you, man. Yeah?
1: Yeah. (sighs) Huh, it's <sighs> smooth, huh? Bruh, you like how I did that,
2: man? Miles, man, Miles Davis, jazz puts me in a special place. Yeah, and if anybody out there's like, "Well, Lake, why do you always like finishing off the show with Miles Davis?" I want to put people in a in a nice state of mind when we're done with the show. Yeah, because that's where I want to be. Right,
1: I want to be in a good mood. I fell in
2: love with jazz when I got to Morehouse freshman year. You're on campus; you can't live mm-hmm. off campus. Your freshman year, Morehouse, Everybody has to be on campus. I
1: think that's that's good. Like freshmen, I like that rule. Freshmen should live on campus.
2: Yep. For get, your first absolutely. get acclimated to the city, ride the bus together, all that stuff, whatever. Yeah. And when we will be up, uh, me and my um uh roommates will be in the dorm. We will be listening to jazz as we're doing our homework. Awesome. Love it. All right, that's gonna wrap up the show. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night only timberwolves tonight right here on the good neighbor news talk 830 wcco it's late night be safe on the roads
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better